What's up everybody, this is Adrian once again coming to you with another juicy review episode of Dynamite from July 12th. I'm here with Brian and we're also going to be discussing a few key topics here and there. But please stay tuned because we have more news for you guys. We have events coming up. So let's begin with the show. DJ, hit that shit. Triggered wrestling is so awesome all the way around. That gets me triggered. Ooh, okay, well, let's go with the bad trigger right now. See, I'm a, I'm a fan of all of it. We'll force you to watch Trigger Wrestling. Welcome to Trigger Wrestling. This is Brian Garcia here with Adrian De Los Santos. This is episode 45. Welcome to our review of AEW Dynamite from July 12, 2023. We're doing this a day after, so if new stuff came out, I'm sorry. <laughs> Anyways, Adrian, how you doing? I'm doing absolutely great, man. Uh, another juicy-ass week of wrestling, and we, we're still not even halfway through. We still got Rampage, WWE, SmackDown, AEW Collision. <laughs> but yeah, man, this episode of AEW Dynamite, I was not a fan of the ending, and yeah, we'll get there when we get there. Before we get into the show, I just want to talk about Two returns and two debuts on this show. I'm triggered. Adrian, of course, is not triggered. <laughs> oh, actually, I'm flip-flopping. I've been doing a lot of flip-flopping lately, especially with the few stories I was talking about in the past. But yeah, you're going to be seeing some flip-flopping from me. So, Wow. <laughs> well, starting off the show, how better way to start it than with Orange Cassidy? I'm just kidding. He didn't start the show off today. <laughs> It was actually Chris Jericho and Commander. They start battling each other. Of course, Commander has been a jobber since he showed up to AEW, even though he's not even signed with the fucking company. Who is he signed with? CMLL or AAA? Or is he just a free agent? That I have no idea, to be honest. I mean, he's in Ring of Honor 2 with uh, the Lucha Bros along with Hijo del Vikingo. He may have a contract with AAA, but he may be doing like a little tour right now, kind of like how Hijo del Vikingo was doing. Like he signed with the company AAA, but then he's just doing a little US tour i don't know man but the man's racking up some else <laughs> he's been racking them all up so without further ado chris jericho wins by submission with the lion tamer uh the match is what the match was i mean they're all good in aew so yeah the match was was pretty okay i mean right away you you look at the card and you see these two go at it you got jericho in one corner and you have commander in the other one you can easily tell that's a mismatch right there commander speed and high flying style jericho's not that fast anymore a little bit on the older side and a little bit on the slow side but the veteranism comes into play in this match and Jericho is a veteran which is why he is Jericho. Put some respect on that man's name. Jericho. Wow. <laughs> Speaking of being Jericho, it's because he's been in the business for over like four decades, right? He started in, I don't even know when he started. I read his book. I don't remember if it was the 90s or the 80s, but still 90s, the 2000s, the 2010s, and the 2020s could be five decades, but I'm going to go with four decades because I'm not too sure. Yeah, I want to say 91. I don't know why just 91, maybe because that's the year I was born, but I don't say 91. All right. Either way, he's been in the business for a long time, and we actually get a post-match promo here with Don Callis, pretty much showing them a picture or footage of him and Bad News Allen together with Chris Jericho from a picture back in 1995, pretty much saying that we've go way back and I want you to join my Don Callis family. Think about what Bad News Allen would have wanted. So is this is he going to join? Who knows? What do you think, Adrian? Uh, most likely they are or probably not. I don't know, man. This is going to be a really hard one for me. Usually, typical AEW fashion, you would get the answer right away or probably the next week. I mean, they're brewing this storyline. 
whether people like it or not, it's brewing. They're cooking it. And is it going to be good or is it going to be bad? I don't know, but we just got to wait and see. But to me, I think he may not join just because he's Jericho. He said it last week. I create factions. I don't join factions. He hasn't joined factions. He makes factions. He's made like three of them already. (laughs) In the same company. The company's been open for three years. (laughs) But, uh, you know, he's he's probably going to join. You know what? I'm going to go with he's not going to join and he's going to be the next feud with Takeshita. I feel like that's the natural way to do it. But I feel like he already feuded with Takeshita when he was a face. Now Chris Jericho is going to be the face. I think that's what's going to happen. I don't know, man. That's that's a good idea, good prediction. And like you saw on Dynamite, Callus and Jericho do have a history from 1995. Long-term storytelling right there for you, my big dog. But ah, that's a great prediction. I can see it. How are they going to do that? But you know Jericho and you know AEW. They're going to have to make a gimmick match out of it. But hey, we're just going to have to wait and see. Mm-hmm. I like that idea of Jericho and Takeshka. That's, that's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah, man, who knows where this is going to actually go. But you know what? I know this is definitely not going to go. It's definitely not going to be as shitty as the next storyline here. Where Alex Marvez is interviewing Jack Perry, who's hiding in his car, talking about workplace safety. So once again, bro, if you're concerned about safety, why are you even going to show up to the building? So he's just in his car in the parking lot and Hook jumps him and he barely gets away. So then Hook looks at the camera and says, tells him to keep running. This is weird. I don't like it. Yeah, yeah, it's weird so far. So far, if you're in attendance at any AW show in the past three weeks and you want to see Hook or you want to see Jungle Jack Perry, you are out of luck because they've been doing this whole segment backstage i think in the entrance part of the arena not even physically inside of the arena just just in the entrance way what i did like was a little that little funny spot funny thing that jungle jack perry said when he was trying to get out of the car he couldn't get out of the car and he was like damn these damn child locks <laughs> and he fucking yes, and he struggled yes, yes. I was weak and then he got out the car closed the door and then who couldn't get out of the car yeah it's ridiculous I wouldn't say that was like planned or it could have been a mistake either one if it was a mistake it was a funny mistake <laughs> but I, I like that one I don't know, man. I need to see them get physical in the squared circle. But after seeing this last segment on Dynamite, I think it's time for Hook to get over. They're going to have a match and Hook is going to get over. That's my prediction. And that's going to be burying Jungle Boy in the process, bro. Burying? So, so wait. So, wait, wait, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. So, if two people have a feud, somebody has to get buried all of a sudden? I mean, Jungle Boy, he's like not even mid-card, bro. He is... He's like in the mid card goes up and down, but mostly he's like mid mid card to below. Yeah, I would mid-card. say he's lower mid card level. He was lower mid card level when he got a title shot. Yeah, man. I don't know. I don't think this looks good. If Hook wins, it yeah. doesn't look good. If Jungle Boy wins, it doesn't look good because Hook's not even on TV. So I don't know. I don't seriously see this yeah. going anywhere. Anyways, back from commercial, Renee Paquette is interviewing Don Callis. Don Callis. He says uh, Chris Jericho is a fabulous athlete. Glock, 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 glock. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here doing the Glock Glock 5000 on Chris Jericho, trying to hype him up. But he's going to have to go down to the yeah. ring and announce that he's the fifth member of the Backpool Combat Club. He says he's not a tough guy and he's never claimed to be, but there's one guy he's not afraid of, and that's gutless Kenny Omega. So, yeah. So what, you, what you're telling me what Don Callis is telling me is that Don Callis made an announcement to make an announcement later tonight. Yeah. <laughs> After they've already made an announcement last week announcing that there's going to be the fifth members announced this week. So, yeah. Damn. So, a, an announcement to announce an announcement. You can tell TK is the booker. Yep. TK is the booker. Stay tuned for more action. 
So uh, staying tuned for more action, we see Adam Cole and MJF team bonding with another promo. MJF says, why aren't you wearing my shirt? He says he lost it. They start arguing. They're at a bar. Bunch of chicks walk past. MJF says, let's get them. Of course, Adam Cole's together with Britt Baker. So he declines. MJF says, oh, that's four for me. So uh, I don't know, dude. I'd like the goofiness. I feel like I like the gym one a little bit better. What do you got to say? Bro, I like this one. This bro, bizarre world over here. I actually like this one a lot, a lot better than the first one. Starting with the shots, then Adam Cole saying he lost his shirt. Then four hot buff women walk through, and and MJF obviously is like, "Hey, let's get them. Two for me, two for you. I can make these cameras go away." You know, because I don't know. I just thought that was pure comedy gold. And then when they quote unquote go to like black screen, then they show MJF come back, unzip his pants, hinting that he got some. But after after that, then they go. They go home to play video games, bro. No moments. <laughs> they went to go play video games, not just any video game. The hottest game on the market today, oh right God. now. AEW Fight Forever. Please go get your copy today. It is not a six out of ten. It is a ten out of ten. It's a ten out of ten, according <laughs> to reports. Nine hundred thousand dollars of sold copies. Is that facts? I don't know. I don't know how many people actually bought it, but supposedly not even a million. Not not, <laughs> not even a million. <laughs> and just and keep in mind, this game just came out and it was like rated 2021 fighting game of the year. And it just came out 2023, bro. So how the fuck does that work? Making up their own awards. Apparently, bro. I think they had like two, three other mobile games in that category. I mean, if they went up against mobile games, you're obviously going to win because you're a console. This shit makes no sense. Anyway, so back to them playing video games. Uh, Adam Cole asks, you know, have you ever played any multiplayer games? And then MJ says, you got to have friends for that. So, ah, man, it's just so cringe to me. I don't know. I like the gym thing a lot better, and maybe it's because it's pointing... I guess they're all pointing jokes at Adam Cole that he doesn't go to the gym, and then he just stays at home and plays video games, but I have no idea. <laughs> oh, my God. When they pause the game, Adam Cole says, you know, just be totally honest, that when we were forced to be a team, I wanted to betray you. I wanted to blindside you. And MJF says the same thing. He's, I was going to do the same thing. And then Adam tells him that he's really cool, and he means that. So, they're over here becoming best buds, bro. Aww. So they're going to win the tag team titles in the video game. <laughs> but, um, anyways, so I'm going to let you get into the Darby Allen Orange Cassidy versus the Jets. Versus Sammy Guevara and Daniel Garcia. And this is, as of today, July 13th, 2023. It is 238-day reign of Orange Cassidy's All-International Championship coming on the ramp. I don't know if you noticed Sammy Guevara's gear. I was looking at it. And I'm like, man, it's giving me a lot of uh, Razor Ramon type of vibes with the gold and purple. I don't know if you saw that. Uh, Razor Ramon vibes? Really? Um, no. I mean, not vibes, but just the gear-wise. Gear-wise. Like the colors? Or like... Yeah, the color. Oh. Uh, color of his gear. You know, I didn't get any Razor Ramon vibes just because he's not six foot seven and not in fucking like 170 pounds, bro. Yeah, no, I'm talking <laughs> about the gear, but... Uh, am, I, am I hating or what, bro? Uh, I don't know. It's up to you. I mean, I'm just saying um, because... I mean, I'm not trying to compare, but it's like... We already know that. But right now, Sammy Guevara is going through a weird gimmick type change. He's a mute. He hasn't been talking the last few segments, promos that he's been in. Maybe something is coming up. But yeah, usually he comes out with either purple or zebra pattern or anything like that. Pink even. This one was just regular ass Razor Ramon colors. Mm. 
gold and purple. Gold and purple. I'm like, oh, maybe something's coming. I don't know, but I'm not liking this Sammy Guevara. Yeah, you know, I just Googled the pictures to remind myself what it looked like. I mean, it's just gold and purple. The colors don't mean much to me. If they, I mean, had they would have been like kind of like razor themed or the font, then maybe. But no, I, don't, I didn't get razor Ramon vibes from here. Yeah, the match, it was a pretty good match, pretty solid match. It was mainly back and forth, pretty much an AEW type of match. You have Daniel Garcia, to me, one of the best sports entertainers in the world. The man is just amazing in the ring, and he can be a comedic goofball too as well. But as the match is going, out of nowhere, Swerve Strickland and Prince Nana come and start attacking Derby Allen, and it sets up the W for Sammy and Daniel Garcia. How do you feel about that? I was actually surprised that Darby Allen and Orange Cassidy lost. Um, I thought it was very, very, very weird that they were fighting over the skateboard. Like the ref was trying to take it away from, uh, was it just me? There was like three people fighting for the skateboard, right? Yeah, I think it was Brian Cage. He was supposed to hit somebody. Then I think Darby Allen got it back. Then the ref got it. Yeah, that one that one got a little confusing. And then that's when sort of Strickland came out of nowhere and hit Darby Allen with, with it. His finishing with move. a solid foot. Right, his yep. uh, little back of the head kick. Uh, anyways, yep. the Jericho appreciators, they win. But what is this name of this team considering how Jericho, are they still going to appreciate Chris Jericho even though he's not the leader? Yeah, I, I think they disbanded last week when Jericho backstage told him that he's not the leader anymore and that he was there to put young talent on the map. And now they're, you know, he, he's telling the young talent, Sammy Guevara and Daniel Garcia to be their own thing. So I think the JAS is no longer a thing now. Yeah, but is it just me? Did it, I don't re- really recall. Were they still being announced as the Jericho Appreciation Society, right? That I don't know. I don't think so because I remember did, um, Sammy Guevara came out through his own music and then oh, okay. Daniel Garcia came out through his own music. I don't remember that part clearly. But anyways, Daniel Garcia and Sammy Guevara take the win. Then we get a vignette from Nick Wayne talking about his dad's heart problems. Very similar to Wardlow. Very similar to... And you know what? I'm going to save my triggered energy for later. Coming back from commercial break, we see Renee Paquette wanting to interview Adam Cole, but he's on the phone. He hangs up and apologizes when Roderick Strong rolls up and asks if Adam Cole really likes this guy. Adrian, what do you want to say about this promo? This promo is really good. Um, it shows that Adam Cole still trusts his friend by his words and by whatever he says, like, oh, MJF's not to be trusted. And then Adam Cole is sort of like rubbing it off, like, no, no, I got it, I got it, I handle it. So I, I don't know... Is Adam Cole ignoring his friends and trying to be buddy-buddy with MJF? Or is this just MJF playing his friends and going to betray MJF at the end? So that one's was a little hard to... um. Did he have a neck brace? He still has a neck brace, yes. <laughs> I, I remember he had a neck brace, yeah. I think that's why I wasn't really paying attention, just the neck brace. Yeah, you know, it's really weird. Like, we have obviously MJF or Adam Cole's going to betray each other. We have that storyline going on. Then we have this storyline about what exactly is Roderick Strong going to be? Like, is he jealous because his friend is hanging out <laughs> with another friend? Like, it's weird. But anyways, yeah. after this, we get Better Than You, baby, Adam Cole and Maxwell Jacob Friedman versus Big Bill Morrissey and Brian Cage and the Blind Limited Tag Team Tournament semifinals. And after one of the teams has already made the finals, we finally get to see the bracket. So... I'm triggered by that, bro. Like, what the fuck? So we had no idea what the bracket was until one of the teams makes it to the finals already. Hey, bro, it's called a blind tournament for a Stop. reason, bro. We're not supposed to know anything until the very end. <laughs> we, we determine the winner, and then that's how we figure out the bracket. 
But there's that. Either that or they just have the tournament and they have the final two teams come at it. And then once one of the team wins, they're like, oh, yeah, guys, by the way, that was the final. Wow. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Anyways, it's the match. You already know who's going to win. Adam Cole and MJF get the win here. MJF gets the crowd, the sold out crowd of 3,000 people off their feet <laughs> to say Adam Cole, baby. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's that three thousand crowd, man. But I was told by a WWE fan if you rent out a say let's let's say you rent out a ten thousand seat arena and you only have two thousand seats available, that's considered a sellout. To me, that's not. But that's what a WWE fan told me. I think that he's just a mark and he's defending for his company that he likes. But no, no. AEW tickets are struggling. Let's be real, guys. Come on. And it was dark for a reason in that arena. Did, did you pay attention to the darkness of the arena? Yeah, this is actually where I wanted to bring it up. This show was dark. <laughs> like, when you see the first episode of Collision and WWE Raw and SmackDown, yep. it's bright. You could see everybody. You could see everything. And it seemed like a dark alleyway. <laughs> <laughs> like you're at Walmart at like twelve o'clock at night. Oh well, you you gonna say Bruce Wayne? Don't walk in that alley with your parents. <laughs> exactly. You're gonna say Bruce Wayne? Don't walk down that alley with your parents. You're gonna say Spider Man? <laughs> what is it? I don't know. That's not how it happened. That's the movie. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah it was dark you couldn't see more than like three or four rows up it was dark yeah it was it was bad so he's trying to get the canucks as he said up and riled and jesus christ imagine just trying to get the crowd riled up and you got to look at the hard cam and there's no one to the left or to the right of you just maybe <laughs> like three thousand people behind you but damn anything else you want to say about this oh i did see an impressive spot by brian cage when he lifted up both adam cole and mjf on his shoulders but then i was like that's actually not that really impressive. If you put both of them together, they pretty much weigh 360 pounds. You know, Adam Cole is probably only like 120, MJF's 240. So there, right, there's your 360. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Anyways, back to another promo here. We get Renee Paquette with Chris Jericho and Jake Hager this time. So Jake Hager is going to be talking to Chris Jericho about what's going to happen. And Hager gives Chris Jericho the purple hat. And we said on Twitter and on social media, not the hat. So the purple hat is no more... Yeah, man. I mean, Jake Hager seems a little concerned, man. He was like, you know, he, he said, Jericho, you helped me out 10 years ago in Abu Dhabi. And four years ago, you brought me into AEW. I left an undefeated MMA career because of you. So you're telling me you're gonna you're considering joining the Don Callis family? And that's when the hat was given away. And my heart was broken because Jake Hager loves that hat. And to step away from something that you love, it's heartbreaking, you know? Aww. I'm weak. <laughs> I absolutely love this hat. <laughs> Fucking Jake Hager, RIP, purple hat. Damn. Damn. Speaking of damn, after that backstage segment, we get none other than Sky Blue and Ruby Soho in the semifinals of the Women's Owen Hart Cup. And, man, that cameraman is the GOAT. Give him an award. Give him all the cameraman awards that there is out there in Hollywood, Bollywood, uh, French cinema, Mexican cinema, all of the above. It was a great match. He captured all the right angles when it came to moves, power bombs, um, even pins. And botches. And botches. Um, and yeah, that's it. Nothing else. That's all the cameraman got. I'm not going to talk about that. I'm going to talk about the ending of the match where Sky Blue tries to hit her finishing move, drops. I mean, I, that's, and this is the thing. That's the move. Like, you know, you're going to get dropped. So I'm not going to place the blame on Sky Blue here. So Roby Soho falls on her face. <laughs> 
is holding her face for quite a long time till the, even the ref like pulls her to the side. The, even the announcers are like, oh, that's the nose that she broke countless times. And I feel like at this point, I know Athena broke her nose, right? I want to say Jamie Hayter yes. broke her nose, right? I think Tay Conti broke her nose. Like she's had her nose broken quite a few times. Poor Ruby Soho. But did you see it though? It was all a work. Ruby Soho looked at the camera and she said, think, think, think. That was a work. And that's how she got the win. No, that's like, I'm trying to save my ass here because I just took two minutes off television. No, No, did you not see it? Yeah, I saw it, bro. Yeah, it was a work. It's not a work, bro. She worked it for two minutes. No, mommy. Yeah. And then rushed to the ending. That's what, what's her name? Uh, Brick Baker did against... Tony Storm, if I'm not mistaken, on an episode of Dynamite when Tony Storm hit her with the with the cheeks and then Britt Baker just like started like waving everybody off, saying that she was hurt, and then right away she tried to do a roll up. Evil ass. Well, this wasn't a roll up. She like got up immediately, no, threw I- her to the to the corner and did her little finishing move, and then that was it. It was weird. It was rushed. Yeah, luckily her nose is not broken at all, so it could have been a work, it could have been a botch, it could have been a broken nose. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> adrian and i saw you post about this next segment on the interwebs talk to me about this qtv world premiere for harley cameron's music video because i didn't watch it i mean i watched it i saw it i didn't stay for it i was like i'm gonna go get some food so i didn't hear these bars quote unquote that you said she had yeah she got bars man The, the woman can spit and she's actually a singer i looked her up yeah she's a talented singer she has a lot of music on apple youtube and spotify as well yeah, she got bars. It gave me a little bit of um of that one girl from WWE, Maxine Dupree. Basically, the obnoxious, hot blonde type of thing. That's something me and you are kind of not, not really agreeing with. Who's better, Maxine Dupree or Harley Cameron? I know you're going to say Maxine Dupree. I'm going to say Harley Cameron. But for the fans out there who want us to come to a conclusion, please add us at T-R-I. GG underscore W-R-E-S-T-L-I-N-G. That is on Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram. On YouTube and Facebook, we are Triggered Wrestling. I think we should do a poll, bro. Throw a poll up on the Twitter. We'll do a throw a poll up on the Instagram and see who yep. uh, who is enjoyed more. Yep. Because I do see a little bit of similarity, especially when Maxine Dupree was coming up. She was basically the annoying hot blonde and ended up kicking out whatever his name was, Eli Drake, when he was a model. Oh, yeah. Max Dupree. Max Dupree. Yeah, she took a spot. But anyways, speaking of people taking people's spots, we get Nick Wayne and Shane Strickland, Swerve Scott, Swerve Strickland, Kill Shot, whatever you want to call him. He's a great wrestler. He can have great matches with anybody except Nick Wayne, apparently. And you can roast me and say all you want, but I was reading the internet comments and people were like, oh my God, Nick Wayne's so good. He almost died like twice in this match. They try to build some sentimental value here with his father, just like they did with Wardlow, just like they did with a recently released AEW superstar, Brian Pillman Jr. They had a built-in babyface, and they ruined it. And he's a good wrestler. Instead, AEW decides to put Nick Wayne in this situation. I don't see what everybody sees in this kid. This kid obviously has a lot more work to do. He's barely starting in the big leagues or in the pros as an 18-year-old. I know he's been wrestling since he was 16, if I'm not mistaken. He started training wrestling since the age of 9. It showed his skills, his acrobatics, his his flips. There's no counters, like you're going to say, this flippity-flop. 
But I liked it. Um, I didn't see him potentially dying twice. I did see both the backbreakers that Sword of Strickland gave to him. That was pretty amazing. And then at one point, it looked like he was working the arm. And even the announcers were like, oh, my God, his arm is broken. His arm is broken, guys. But no, it wasn't. I'm talking about the spot where he did like the Hurricane Rana from the apron to the outside. And uh, Swerve essentially oh, drops yeah. him on his head. And luckily, he's able to, you, you know, the camera doesn't get what happened to his head. But just judging by the angle, you could see that this guy got dropped on his neck. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. So you didn't see what happened. You're just assuming Bro, you saw what happened. First of all, you can't see his head. But the way and physics so- work, <laughs> you could see where the apron ends and how he gets dropped straight down on his head. Look it up. Uh, yeah, I will look that up. I will look that up. Because, I mean, if I don't see something, I'm not going <laughs> to. I'll look it up. I'll look, you'll, I'll see you'll, you'll see I'll what I'm up. talking about. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll look it up for real. I'll. For real, look it up. Either way, best match, and for somebody that was signed to AEW when they were 16 years old, I expected more. I expected this guy to be the fucking Hulk Hogan of charisma mixed in with the wrestling ability of Daniel Bryan mixed with the fucking good looks of, I don't know, LA Knight. I don't fuck like I expected this guy to be like muscular rip charisma of Hulk Hogan. Fucking actually not even Hulk Hogan charisma, bro. John Cena charisma. I expected this guy to be the bee's knees and the next coming of Jesus Christ. And he was he was none of those things. So you're putting this kid, this 18 year old kid, on a pedestal. You had your expectations to the moon with this kid, and you're disappointed, bro. First of all, let me tell you why my expectations were posted that high. Because AEW made a big thing two years ago that he was the first ever 16 year old signing to AEW. He and then they built him up when he was 17. Oh, he's coming. Remember, it was all over the internet. He's 17 years old now. AEW even had like a little vignette that he turned 17 then they've been announcing he's coming so how else would i expect that this 16 year old got signed and they're saying that his dad was a wwe wrestler i don't remember the guy apparently he was in wcw in nwo i had no idea but what is really special about this kid i don't see it we'll get to find out because like i said he is 18 years of age and i believe he has what 30 more years if he can stay in the business for that long he will have a lengthy career Right. I mean, that's that's the plan. But yeah, Shane Strickland gets the win with his uh, JML driver. That's what they called it. No, no. But see, yeah, but it's a kick. I don't understand why it's called the driver. Doesn't matter. I don't know either. Yeah, it's a kick to the back of the head. Yeah. <sighs> All right. So then this sets up our main event, which is a promo. Adrian, you love main event promos, right? I don't. <laughs> uh, yeah, Don Callis. The Don Callis is finally going to announce the fifth member that's going to join him in the Blood and Guts match. And Kenny Omega comes out to the ring and erupts. But guess who shows up? Someone that we did not expect. We predicted it was going to be Jared Goat. Uh, a few people were hinting a few names here and there, especially from New Japan and Ring of Honor. But none other than Pac makes his return to AEW after a lengthy time away. I think he was healing some injuries. I think that's what was said when he was fighting the Elite in that seven-match series. He was wearing the mask. And then after he lost the trios titles, he went back to England and, you know, rehab some injuries. Damn, Pac is back and he is going to ignite that feud with the Elite that he had way back in 2018. Now that is some long term storytelling right there 2018 yeah bro 2018 when did they have the trios thing that wasn't 2018 that was earlier this year 
No, I'm talking about the feud with the elite. He was feuding like, with the whole mm, bros. with the whole elite, including Hangman Page. He was the first person to defeat Kenny Omega in AEW. Yeah, man, this is a three-year build. Stop, three-year th- feud. No, stop, bro. No, don't get me fucking started saying this three-year build. Anyways, point of the story being, we get it. Oh, you know what? No, I still don't even want to. I did a preview at the beginning, bro, but let's wait and build this up. Okay. So then what happens after this, Adrian? And what happens? And then Moxley and who's the other guy? Moxley and Takeshka yes. come out. And, and then they, who came out after that? The Elite came out, right? Yep, and then uh, first of all, all right, let me let me go back. So uh, they start beating on Omega. Omega. Pac is doing a quick promo saying that I've been waiting to get my hands on you since you shattered my nose. Uh, they put the chair around Kenny Omega's neck. They're gonna stomp him out. They're gonna break his neck. They put a, a mag to his mouth. Say, do you have any last words? I have a fifth person too. <laughs> uh, watch the video screen. No mames, bro. Watch it. Watch it. Ha! And he laughs menacingly as he's getting choked out by a chair then we get to watch this promo bro so the lights go out the screen turns on and it takes about 10 seconds to get into the announcement and it's kota ibushi and the crowd of 3,000 neckbeards go mild it's kota ibushi yeah, kota ibushi's a beast bro and then ibushi comes out to the ring and clears house no he doesn't he's nowhere to be seen it's just a fucking promo it's just a video screen he's not even in the fucking building you know what was said after that the reports after the aw went off the air i do you know what was said but let me finish here right <laughs> so we get this fantastic video screen here and then you get the elite hangman page the young bucks come out clear house shows over that's pretty much what it is but so uh cody bushi apparently couldn't be there because kenny omega couldn't find him at the airport and this is what was reported after yep. the show so what kind of fucking two-bit promotion here that apparently you know and we all know tony khan is like a billionaire or should i say his dad's a billionaire and you're telling me that you couldn't have anybody there in person to pick up kota ibushi to make his debut is that what you're telling me adrian i'm not telling you that but what i do like to say is whether it's true or not and it's funny regardless if it's true or not let's just say it's true let's just say it's true for the sake of the story if it were true why did that get released and to me again i'm gonna say the same thing i said a few weeks ago tony khan is playing the marks and he's playing them really well i can see you get your trigger energy going on and if it's true and if tony khan is playing the marks then my guy you're getting played well i'm just no no it's still a goofy I'm not, ass thing. i'm not getting played because it doesn't make me look bad at all for example when we talked about the whole cm punk versus the elite thing everybody's like oh it's work it's work do you remember the whole argument months and months ago it's all a work and it wasn't a work and if it was a work either way it makes you look stupid for even having that happen in your company and think that that's a good idea. So back to the now. <laughs> back to the now. We get Kota Ibushi making his debut. Not even there. That looks bad, in my opinion, because, hey, if you're going to make a big announcement, dude, you're going to have to do it on a screen. Lame. <laughs> If the reason is because he got lost in the airport, shame on you for that happening. If that's not the reason, the reason is that he just couldn't be there, then why do it on a TV screen, bro? There's other ways to do it. Like, it looks so bad. You had months and months to build this up, at least a couple weeks, and this is the best they could come up with? So either way, it looks bad on my end. Hey, I'm still excited for Kota Ibushi, though. Do you see? Do you remember that match he had with Kazuchika Okada? And he was really throwing some serious jabs at him. Like, there was, these were jabs, jabs. It may have been a receipt, but he didn't purchase anything. He just gave him a receipt for no goddamn reason, bro. <laughs> 
Dakota he pushed was bitty. Was that on his way out of the company? Is that that's that could possibly be why? But I don't know, but yeah, I just remember seeing that video clip on YouTube and just Cody Ibushi had a blank face and he was just fucking pounding on on Okada just And I'm like, damn, I gotta see more of this. But yeah, it wasn't a receipt. He didn't buy anything. He just started beating his ass. <laughs> Yeah, man. See, and this goes on. Not to ignore what you're saying. It's just I don't really watch any New Japan Pro Wrestling like that. But this brings me to my triggered energy that I previewed at the beginning of the show. And this is my angry voice. AEW had two debuts today. And I'm going to include Kota Ibushi in that because even though he wasn't there, he was announced. So, Kota Ibushi debut. A debut of this young kid. I already forgot his name. Nick Wayne. His name's Nick Wayne. A return of Pac and the return of... I'm missing somebody who returned. Who who returned? Who the fuck Nobody returned? returned? No, there was somebody else. What the fuck? We had Jericho, Jake Hager, Sammy Guevara, Commander, uh, Big Bill, Prince Nana, Ruby Soho. Fuck. Saraya, maybe? No. Oh, man. I had it all set up earlier. Oh, fuck. Ooh, yep. D's. D, what's his name? D. D's nuts? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Uh, shit. Who was? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But let me ask you this. Since you're talking about returns, and I know you, you and the WWE Mafia like to say, oh, returns, debuts, they're going to get lost in the shelf in a few weeks, which I have not argued one single bit. You guys have your own agenda, whether it's true or false. But let me, let me switch this up a bit while you think of the other member who debuted a return. Okay. Can we say the same thing about WWE when it comes to returns as well and debuts? Besides being at the Monday after WrestleMania, WWE doesn't do returns or signings like this. Oh, damn. So uh, apparently Destiny Loomis came out of nowhere. Bronson Reed came out of nowhere. Borgano came out of nowhere. Candice LeRae came out of nowhere. Were those the, all the exact Kevin same Cross- days? I'm not, say- I'm, I'm not saying same day. I'm saying in general, debuts and returns are a thing for WWE right now. And they're doing absolutely nothing with these returns and these wrestlers. Can we say the same thing about them now? So I think you're misunderstanding the reason why I am triggered. Uh, the reason I'm triggered is because they had four of them. Yeah. Oh, technically three. I don't know where you're getting the last four, but that's not my argument. My argument is... I want to say Jake Heger. Uh, that's who it was because he hasn't been on TV in so fucking long that he's back on TV. Yeah. Okay. So now answer the question. Can we say that about WWE now? People who get lost in the shuffle after making a return. It doesn't have to be the same day. And I never said the same day. Okay. Well, I'm just saying my energy was because it was the same day. Both companies have too many debuts. I feel like WWE and the way they do the returns is a lot better. And before you say anything, at least it's people that are not going to get lost in the shuffle for the most part. And, And this is why I say lost in the shuffle, right? Drew McIntyre coming back. He's getting a title shot right now. Dexter Loomis okay. is somebody that should have never been brought back. Neither should Bronson have. Reed. Bronson Reed, I'm okay with. Shit, Dalla, Killer uh, Cross, Scarlett sh- Bordeaux. All right, so. Uh, Borgano, Candice LeRae. I'm getting there. Nikki I'm getting Cross. there. I'm getting there. Now, I'm giving you the names. You're taking too long, bro. <laughs> All right, I'm exposed. You stalling, bro. You stalling, bro. You stalling, bro. Damn, you caught me, bro. <laughs> you caught me. I'm exposed as fuck. No, that's fine. But yes, both both companies do have a lengthy roster and they have all this product, all these TV shows. WWE has NXT, SmackDown, and Raw. And they're not focusing on some of the stars that you and I like more. Same with AEW. They have AEW, Dynamite, Collision, Rampage, and Ring of Honor. Stu Grayson returned on AEW TV a few months back, but he's now a Ring of Honor exclusive. And that's the other thing. So speaking of returns, right? Uh, I wouldn't consider Dark Order returning, but they just haven't been on TV for a long time. And then oh, yeah. they have they come up and have a big fucking spot that you're like, oh, I'm going to tune in. 
I'm going to follow up with a question. Yet Last episode, you said, I'm going to tune in to see what happens. Did you watch Rampage? I did watch Rampage. It was the first match of the show. <laughs> it was, and it's not worth the payoff. I don't, honestly, I don't think it was worth the payoff. Nope. That one I can guarantee it was not the payoff. I expected a little bit more. Um, but speaking of being on TV, Dark Order has, at that time, they were on TV frequently, but they were mainly backstage. Uh, mainly talking with uh, Adam Page and seeing where he was at, especially with like, oh, are you friends with the Elite or are you a friend of ours? Kind of thing. Yeah. All I know is that this show was five out of five stars. I mean, it was better than last week. I'm not going to lie. It was better than last week. But goddamn, man. It was some trigger energy for sure. I, I guarantee. But that is the end of our July 12th review of AEW Dynamite. And right now, Brian, I'm going to put you in the spot a little bit. I'm going to give you the opportunity to do a blind top five. Oh, my God. All right. So I'm going to do a blind top five of the best frog splashes in the industry. Oh, my God. That's frog splashes and i have oh my god all right go ahead I, I don't know this is one of the most frequent moves that i've seen in wrestling so i'm gonna go ahead and start with rob van dam where would you put him number one. Ooh, dang dominic mysterio Ooh, number five. Ooh, montez ford oh shit montez ford does do a, a fucking frog splash <laughs> man i forgot i thought it was something else oh man if it was I would put him as number one and RVD as number two. But since I already put RVD as number one, I'm going to go with number two. What about everybody steal that sniffs his keys after he exits the bathroom? D-Lo Brown. He's going to be a four. Ooh, nice. <laughs> everybody steal. And what about Eddie Guerrero? Oh, man. Number three. That's I'm going to give you my reasons here. Dominic Mysterio's one is weak. Yes. I had to put a weak one. Yeah, weak, weak. He's trash. <laughs> RVD, I'm going to argue with him being number one just because... The way he would do it, it looked athletic. The person was sideways. He would turn in midair. It looked good. Yes, that was a perfect-ass frog splash. Yep. Montez Ford just gets that height. It looks amazing. That's why I'm going to put mm-hmm. him as number two. Number three, Eddie Guerrero, legendary frog splash. And D'Lo Brown, underrated frog splash. It is, bro. It is. The way he would do like the the chop action, you know, like the pull yes. your hands down and up. It just looked magical. So that's going to be my top five. Damn. Yeah, I, li- I like RVD's Fox Splash because like how you were saying, he turns midair. And then after he turns, he like he like jumps off the canvas or off the person. He just delivered the Fox Splash and he yeah. just makes it a little bit more painful. Yep, yep. That Frog Splash is amazing. Top five Frog Splashes. But yeah, it's a frequently used finisher. Yeah, this was a hard one, to be honest. Yeah, cause this is a hard one because a lot of people do the Frog Splash. Man. You put me on the spot, bro. That was a good one. I liked it. All right, guys. This will be all it for Triggered Wrestling. Please don't forget to follow us on all our social media platforms on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter at T-R-I-G-G underscore wrestling. On YouTube and Facebook, Triggered Wrestling. And also, be sure to stop by our website, TriggeredWrestling.com. If you want to attend some of the events we are going to be attending, please go to our website and there's a calendar right there. We have Parking Lot Bra by Collectible Stampede. We have a few groups. Greeting meets over there at Barrio Toys. We have Sakosis tickets are available right now. Mick Foley. There is a VIP package of three phases of Mick Foley, a meet and greet, and you also get some autograph prints. And I believe there was another one too. I'm not. Oh, the signings? Yeah. Psychosis. There's Dios del Inframundo, which is formerly known as Drago, Aaron Solo, and currently Mick Foley. Those are the four currently. Yep, yep. So if you want to follow us more and see where all these events that we're talking about here on our show, please follow us on our social medias and look at our website because it's up and running right now. Yep. Most importantly, stay triggered. Bang, bang. <laughs>